Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. I want to talk about something a little bit unusual. Has anybody here ever done what they call a trust fall? Anybody at all ever done a trust fall? Just kind of wave your hand. Okay, JB in the back. Okay, Chris, Alice, anybody else? Okay, Denny, a few of you have. Okay, I don't know, kind of, it looks like. Okay, okay, we can read a few others. Oh, wow, our young people have. Wonderful, Cameron. Uh, okay, a trust fall. Well, you're, you're familiar with the, with the trust fall. I mean, uh, and it can be kind of scary. You know, you get up on some kind of a chair or something, and then, you know, they tell you, you know, close your eyes, and, you know, we're going to catch you. And they got people behind you, and they say, you know, they, they kind of lock arms with the people around them, and, and then you just close your eyes, you know, and you put your hands, and you just fall back, man, and you just, whoo, boy, I mean, it's, it's frightening, you know, because you're, you're up a little bit elevated right when you've done it before, and you're just like, oh, Lord, you know, I hope I, hope I didn't eat too many donuts this week, you know, can they, can they catch me, you know, and, and then they catch you, you know, and it's, and it's, a, and it's intended to, to build trust and, and that kind of thing. Very interesting, can be very fun, uh, a trust fall, but it can be a bit scary sometimes. We're going to go in 2 Kings, please. We're going to start there in chapter 18. We're going to hear a little bit about an important story that's from the Tanakh and how it relates to our lives, because I want to talk a little bit about King Hezekiah. Uh, He was a righteous king of Judah, if you know about King Hezekiah in the scripture, of course. We know in the scripture he wasn't perfect. Uh, he didn't do, make all the right decisions, but he did serve the Lord, and he was considered one of the good and righteous king, one of the few. You know, as, as Yul Brenner said, it is good to be king, right? Okay, and, and, and when it's when you're king, sometimes uh, you, you, people take advantage of that and, uh, and, and don't think about the Lord. Well, King Hezekiah did. He, he considered the Lord. He thought about the Lord, he did a lot of very good things. One of the things he did, in fact, was to remove the high places into alternate altars so that they could worship in Jerusalem as God had commanded. This is one of the things that King Hezekiah did, took, uh, took down the high places, which was a good thing, of course. Uh, he had done a lot of other things, but he was in the midst of a, a tumultuous area and a tumultuous world situation. Does that sound familiar at all? I mean, my goodness. And he certainly was. Uh, and, and, and there were lots of geopolitical things that were going on in the Middle East at that time. S- not that dissimilar to today, probably even more so during King Hezekiah's time. And there were a lot of things going on. And, and the Assyrian king, the Assyrian king was, uh, was kind of the bad guy uh, of the Middle East at the time. And, and he was taking over. He was, he, man, he had a powerful army, and he was just absolutely laying waste to most of the Middle East. And he was just absolutely uh, taking over. And, and so what happened? He uh, was invading. 
And so here was this gigantic army, um, the Assyrian army under King uh, Sennacherib, and, uh, and they were invading Judah at this time because Judah at that time was standing basically alone. And they had already laid waste to much of the kingdom of Judah uh, and Judea there. Also, as a side note, referred to as uh, the southern part of the West Bank today. And, and we know that Assyria was the most powerful country in the world at the time. Now, Judah, in its own right, King Hezekiah, he had done a number of things to try to prevent the Assyrians from taking over in Jerusalem. He had tried to negotiate with the Assyrians some. Hey, listen, let's, let's talk here. Let's talk. He had tried to negotiate. He had tried to ally himself with Egypt. Okay, Egypt at the time. Egypt wasn't always Israel's enemy. Of course, we know in the Ten Commandments, uh, you know, the Egyptians had the Israelites for, for 400 years as slaves, etc. Okay, but you look out throughout history, Egypt wasn't always Israel's uh, enemy. And we know in the, in the future, Egypt will not be Israel's enemy, as a side note, if you look prophetically. But in any case, he, he allied himself some with Egypt for defense, but yet Egypt was, you know, you know, if he, you know, and so, and so for now, what happened? It, 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 it had taken time. Sennacherib's army had destroyed a lot of Judea already, and now they were laying siege to Jerusalem, the capital, and, uh, and they were laying siege. They surrounded Jerusalem, and, and it was at this time where the Assyrian king was coming to King Hezekiah and basically saying, you in trouble and you better give up. Okay, that's a loose translation. Let's read a little bit more explicitly what he said. In 2 Kings chapter 18, starting in verse 19, Sennacherib sent a messenger and, and that messenger came to like the city gates of the surrounded city Jerusalem, which was under siege at the time. And here is the messenger of the Assyrian king. Here is what he starts saying. So the Rab Shekeh, which is kind of like, an, you could call him a representative, said to them, to the Jews who were protecting in Jerusalem there, right outside the city gate, say now to Hezekiah, so it's a message from the Assyrian king to Hezekiah, say now to Hezekiah, thus says the great king, the king of Assyria, what is this confidence you've relied on? You say you have a plan and military force for the battle, <laughs> they are only words of a lip. Who do you rely on now so that you have rebelled against me? Behold, you rely on this splintered reed as a staff, Egypt. If a man leans on it, it will go into the palm of his hand and pierce it. Thus Pharaoh, king of Egypt, is to all who trust in him. But if you say to me, we trust in Adonai, our God. Is it not he whose high places and whose altars Hezekiah has removed? And then said to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before this altar in Jerusalem? Okay, so let's take a pause here for just a second because, man, Sennacherib and his representative were coming against God and against Jerusalem and against Hezekiah in a big time kind of way. And they were, they were this was some serious, they were trash talking, big time. Big time trash talking. The Assyrians were asking King Hezekiah a specific question. Who are you relying on? Who are you relying on? Who are you trusting in? 
And the representative proceeds to talk about Egypt and says, hey, listen, you, you depended upon Egypt? Brother, Egypt is a broken reed. You try to rely on Egypt, that, that, that reed, it's, there's nothing to it. There's no stability there. Egypt ain't coming to help you, he's saying. Rely on that and you'll fall, the representative says. Okay. But then he proceeds, he continues to say, he goes on and says what? He continues to mock the Lord at that point. He says, rely on Adonai, your God? You call Adonai, you want to rely on him? Pfft, that's nothing either. Very intimidating. Very intimidating. But as if that were not enough, at that point, it was, it was interesting because the representatives who were guarding, the representatives who were guarding the the walls of, of Jerusalem, they told them, listen, the representatives of King Hezekiah said, listen, keep your voice down. Keep your voice down, more or less, a Syrian representative. We don't need a... They weren't wanting to discourage everybody on the city walls of Jerusalem. And so the Assyrian representatives, who could sense that there was some fear in the Judeans, then said, we're going to take it up a, ramp, a notch. Let's read verse 28 of chapter 18. So then they started yelling on the walls of Jerusalem, and in fact, <laughs> in Hebrew. 2 Kings chapter 18, uh, verse 28. Then the Rabshakeh stood and cried with a loud voice in the language of the Jews. So now he's yelling to the defenders of Jerusalem who seem to have no hope against the Assyrian army. And the representative said, Hear the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus says the king, don't let Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you out of my hand, nor let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in Adonai by saying, Adonai will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hands of the king of Assyria. Whoa. They are coming directly against the Jewish people, they're coming directly against Hezekiah, and they're coming directly against Adonai, the God of Israel. Ooh, boy, that's intense. And, and, they're, and they're, they're saying it to instill fear among the Judeans. Now, you might say, well, you know, hey, listen, what? No, they were vastly outnumbered, and Assyria was the most powerful country in the world at the time. And they had already taken much, if not most, of Judea had already been conquered. And so they were, the Jerusalem was almost like a last holdout. And they were already under siege, not being able to, to come in or go out. This was intense, intense times here. And, and then they're, they're trash-talking the guys on the wall. Well, King Hezekiah was freaked out a little bit. If you read the story, I'm going to summarize it for you. King Hezekiah was freaked out a little bit. And what did he do? He went to the prophet Isaiah. Of course, the most, one of the most famous prophets in the Bible, Isaiah, was around at the time. And so King Hezekiah sent some folks to Isaiah uh, to more or less get some counsel because he was freaking. And Isaiah told him, do not be afraid. Oof. Man, when you got something that intimidating... The Lord through Isaiah said, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid of the words that you heard. The Assyrians will fall. That's what Isaiah told 
Hezekiah through a messenger. Wow. Well, at that point, Hezekiah, who again was a godly king, and, and you can tell because at that point, Hezekiah was like, all right, all right. Hezekiah was like, okay, Lord. And man, he started an intercessory prayer. I mean, serious intercessory prayer. Some of you have been to an intercessory prayer meeting. You've never seen an intercessory prayer meeting like Hezekiah, man, that day. Man, he was seriously praying. It was, it was his life. It was his people. It was everything. And he started praying to the Lord, Lord, please deliver us. He was praying fervently to the Lord, Lord, please save us, God. We turn to you, O Lord. God, we trust in you, O God. King Hezekiah prayed unto the Lord. And that night, scriptures say, the destroyer came. And 185,000 Assyrian troops were slain. That's a lot, especially in those days. Surrounding Jerusalem. The Israelites didn't even have to do it. 185,000 were slain. Wow. And of course, Sennacherib at that point bolted and went back, went back home, where he would eventually be killed by his children, by his own children. The truth was, my friends, here's the truth. The truth is, is that Judah could not trust in Egypt. Sennacherib was right about that. Hezekiah had to trust in the Lord. He had to trust in the Lord, beloved. King Sennacherib was right when he said that Egypt was a broken reed. Friends, don't rely on the broken reeds of life. Brothers and sisters, don't rely on Egypt, who you may have allied yourself with at one time or another. Egypt with its chariots seemed like a good bet to trust in. But here it was. And where was Egypt? Egypt was nowhere to be found in this story. Egypt was not coming to the rescue as King Hezekiah had hoped when he first allied himself with Egypt. No, Egypt was nowhere to be found. Sometimes I've heard this expression, hey, my buddy friend, I am, I, I am with you till the end. And my friend, this is the end. <laughs> Sometimes you hear that from people. I, I've, I've been in this congregation, in, this, in ministry, and seeing things in life a, a long time, seeing people come and go. I'm with you till the end. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, my friend, this is the end. Okay, well, I'm with you to the end. I, that doesn't mean so much, does it? There are many, many, many things that seem powerful enough to trust in. There's a lot of things that seem powerful enough to trust in. But what do we read in Psalm chapter 20? Oh, friends, internalize what we're going to be reading in Psalm chapter 20 in your own life. Because if you do, it will gird you up, especially in the hard times, especially in the difficult seasons. This will gird you up. This will help you. If you really internalize Psalm chapter 20, verse 8, that says, Some have chariots, some have horses, but we remember the name of Adonai our God. Mm, mm, man, that's good. 
Hope that encourages you. That encourages me. So many people put their trust in the chariots and the horses. What is that representative of when we read Psalm 20? That's representative of the most powerful things in the world. You can't put your trust in these things. Sir or ma'am, don't put all your stock, pun intended, in a wealthy uncle or a smart aunt. Don't put your trust in your intelligence. Don't put your trust in your 401k. Teenagers in college age, at the end of the day, even your parents may disappoint you, but God will never disappoint you. Never, never, never. You can always trust in him. And that's not to say that you should never trust other people. You should trust other people, but don't be shocked if every once in a while they might let you down. Why? Because we're man. We're human. And so we're going to mess up sometimes. We're going to let you down sometimes. It's, it's, you know what it reminds me of a little bit? It's kind of like a trust fall. Even sometimes people well-intentioned may not always catch you. <laughs> I'll tell you something interesting. In preparation for this message, I was kind of looking at it and thinking about it, Cameron, all over everything. I, I uh, went on YouTube and I started watching some YouTube videos on trust falls. And it, and it didn't take me long until I came across trust fall fails. <laughs> <laughs> So, so listen, what, what, what is a trust fall intended to do? A trust fall is intended to help you learn to trust, right? That's what the trust fall is intended to do. And so you've got to just trust. You stand up on that chair or whatever, and okay, okay, we're, we're here. Close, you know, close your eyes. Okay, get up on that chair. Close your eyes. Okay, we're going to catch you, okay? That's interesting. Sometimes it's even higher. Uh, and, and, and you watch Trust Fall Fails on YouTube, and you'll generally see, man, I, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see people who, who you know, fall, they fall straight back, and everybody's there to catch them, and then just what? Maybe they slip through the hole between these two people, and boink, you know, they hit the ground, and like, ah, everybody's like, and those Trust Fall Fails are interesting and, and, and mildly humorous, assuming that no, no one is injured, of course. But, but the trust falls that I thought were, to me, unexpected, and I have to admit, I, I, I laughed, Lord forgive me, <laughs> is, is, is when they, there's this one that's in a, a church setting, and you have these, it's clearly in a church, you can see, and, and so they're using it as, a, as an example, and they say, okay, and they pull up a chair, and they say, why don't you, and this is like, you know, maybe 19-year-old guy, he said, okay, we're going to do a trust fall. First, get up on this chair. And so he gets up on the chair. And he says, okay, in just a minute, we're going to gather and we're going to, we're going to catch you. And this, this young man had clearly never heard of a trust fall or seen one. And so he said, okay, close your eyes. And, and, and so the guy, the guy closed his eyes. He said, cross your arms and you just, you just trust that we're going to catch you. And so, so the guy does that. Okay, he crosses his arms and closes his eyes. And they say, okay, okay, hold on, let's get ready. Keep your eyes closed. You can just trust us. And everybody, you know, lined up, you know, and they, they got their arms crossed, you know, to catch the guy. They were holding arms with each other. One across were like eight people, four, four on one side, four on the other, ready to catch the guy. Lock, locked arms, linked arms, ready for the guy, to, you know, to, to fall back so they could catch him. And they said, okay, on the count of three, go. 
one, two, three. And there he goes, and he falls forward. (laughs) He didn't know. He didn't know. He just trusted, man. He just trusted. It's a trust fall. He didn't know. I mean, nobody said fall backwards. They just said, you just fall, we'll catch you. And so he didn't know, so he just fell forward. And in the video, you can see people's reaction as they're ready to catch him here behind him. And they look and they're like, oh! <laughs> Their expressions as they see the dude falling forward. There's nobody in front of him. Uh, and so for sure, it was, uh, <laughs> for, it was a lot like that for that young man. It was a shocking experience, <laughs> no doubt. And, uh, and, and, and of course, the video, thank God, didn't actually, uh, it wasn't prepared to show him landing in the front. So it was primarily, you could see the reaction of the, <laughs> of the people who were watching him. It wasn't very pretty. Friends, sometimes even people who care about you will let you down. These people did not intend to let this guy down. These people were trying to catch this guy. They were trying to, some of you online are looking it up right now. Hey, listen. Come back. Come back. Come, or, or, okay, some of you hit the pause button. I understand that. It's been 10 minutes now since you've been watching this message because you've been doing 10 minutes of trust fall fails. I understand, okay? That's all right. Just come back to the message at some point here. In any case, they, did not, had, no, they had no intent to drop this guy. Their, their hearts were pure, but they were human, and they, and they couldn't have anticipated exactly what was going to happen. And so what happened? Well, I don't want to know what happened. It, was, it wasn't very pretty. Their reactions were classic. Friends, even people who care about you sometimes are going to let you down, but we can't look at chariots or horses. We have to trust in the Lord our God. You know, Sennacherib was right that the Jewish people shouldn't rely on Egypt, but he was dead wrong that the Jewish people shouldn't rely on Adonai Sevaot. See, God looks at when we rely on others more than him, and he is not pleased. Isaiah chapter 30, please. In fact, the same prophet that advised Hezekiah prophesied something on behalf of the Lord in Isaiah chapter 30. Here is how God feels when our people turn to others. For deliverance. In fact, specifically, we read in Isaiah chapter 30, specifically how God feels and how he felt when the children of Israel turned to Egypt for their deliverance instead of him for their deliverance. Here's what the Lord says in Isaiah 30. Think about this. Isaiah 30 verse 1 says, Oi, the rebellious children, it is a declaration of Adonai. Who will carry, rather, who carry out a plan but not mine? And make an alliance, but not of my ruach, so they may add sin to sin. Who go down to Egypt, but did not consult me to take refuge in Pharaoh's stronghold, to seek shelter in Egypt's shadow. Therefore, Pharaoh's stronghold will become your shame, and the shelter in Egypt's shadow will become your disgrace. Mm. God was not happy. God was not happy with the Jewish people. Okay, so hold on. You're not coming to me? You're going to Egypt for protection? You're going to Egypt for deliverance? You're not consulting me about this at all? That's what you're doing, Israel? That's what you're doing? Okay, you go right on ahead. Let's see what happens when you go down to Pharaoh. 
Let's see what happens when you turn to Pharaoh for your help and you're trusting in him more than you're trusting in me. Are you seeing a theme here? We're seeing a theme in the word of God that we need to take to heart ourselves. Our first inclination should be to look to God. That should be our first inclination, my friends. When you get a troublesome diagnosis from your doctor, it doesn't mean, friends, it doesn't mean that you're not to get medical attention, but it does mean that you should be turning to the Lord. When you get that tough diagnosis, man, turn to God. God can often use medical doctors, but turn to him. Let him guide the steps. When you get laid off from your job, my friend, you should first pray. Seek the Lord's face. God, what should I do? You see, turn to him first. When you have a, a disagreement or a fight, let's say, not a physical, when you have a disagreement, get an argument with your spouse, you should ask the Lord for help. Lord, show me what I, where I'm wrong. Show me, Lord, what I should do. Clean my heart, Lord. Please forgive me for things that I said that were not right in your eyes. Lord, I turn to you for help. I, I can't figure all this out myself. Yes, you should seek counsel from others. Yes, you should apologize, but you need to seek the Lord. Seek the Lord first. Trust in him. See, my friends, we cannot trust in chariots. We have to put our trust in the Lord. Amen? Hosea chapter 14 Here's another one that's really big today when you talk about relying and trusting in, in tr horses and chariots and other things other than God. I gotta be honest with you, Cameron. Cameron's a, a college student doing very well and, and sharp, loves the Lord. You see this a lot too, and, and, and you see this in education, and you see this frequently in our society, what we read about in Hosea chapter 14, because it's a biggie here. God tells us in Hosea 14 what we should say to him. So the Lord is telling us what we should say to him. And one of the things that we should say is, verse four, Assyria will not save us. We will not ride on horses, and we will never again say our God to the work of our hands. For with you, orphans find mercy. Friends, do you get this all too often? We trust and depend on the work of our own hands. All too often, this is what we trust in. Disproportionately and above God. All too often, we trust in the work of our own hands, or we trust in ourselves. We trust in our own minds. We look to ourselves. Friends, we can't look to ourselves first, because in doing so, we make ourselves our God. You can't, friends, you can't, you can't even trust yourself in a trust fall, okay? I mean, seriously, because sometimes you'll even let yourself down. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. I'd be willing to guess that it's happened to everybody in the sound of my voice. At some time or another, you're going to fail even yourself. You're going to fail yourself even sometimes. And oftentimes when people fail themselves, they, they, they feel like there's no hope because they can't do it. They try and they try and they try in their own strength and they can't do it. 
and they fail, and they feel like a failure, and they feel worthless, and they feel like they have no value. Why? Because they've been trusting too much in themselves. You got to trust in the Lord. He is the one who created you. If he created you to do this, great. If he created you not to do that, so be it. It's his, it's his decision. You trust in him. You're not trusting in yourself. You're, you're trusting in him first. Yes, you trust yourself, but you trust in him first. You understand? This is the priority is what I'm trying to communicate. If you trust in him first, then even if you don't succeed at one particular thing, it doesn't affect your self-image as much. Why? Because you trust in God. But you see, if you trust in yourself first, then when something doesn't work out and you fail, then it, it, it demeans your self-value and worth. And it leads to, to depression. It leads to suicide. It leads to terrible things and a horrible self-image. No, trust in God. Don't rely and, and trust in yourself first. This, uh, sometimes you feel like there's no hope because you can't do it. Friends, you can't always do it. That's why you need God. John chapter 12. Yeshua teaches us to trust in him because trusting in him will give us revelation. Trusting in Yeshua gives us revelation. John chapter 12. What did Yeshua say in verse 44? Yeshua cried out, Whoever puts trust in me believes not in me, but in the one who sent me. And whoever beholds me beholds the one who sent me. As light, I have come into the world so that everyone who trusts in me should not remain in darkness. See, my friends, trusting in God means that you do not remain in darkness. That's what trusting in Hashem means. You're not going to be in darkness anymore when you fully trust in Yeshua Oh, friends, when you fully trust in Yeshua, it's like that perfect trust fall. It's that perfect trust fall when you're trusting in Him because He's got you. Always. Till the day you breathe your last. I've been with plenty of people on their deathbed I remember seeing our, our dear brother Morris just a, a, a few weeks ago and just very, just hours before he would go to be with the Lord. You, we've got to trust Morris. I know where Morris is. The, the Lord was with Morris till the day he breathed his last because Morris trusted in God. He has you and he has Morris. See, you have light in the darkness. Yeshua said, I've come to bring the light if you trust in me. See, when that decision comes in your life, when that trial comes in your life, when that storm comes in your life, you will have insight and you're better, you will better be able to see what to do. Why? Because you've trusted in the lights. You see how powerful that is? Doesn't that make sense? When, when, when there's darkness and when there's fog and, and tribulation and trial and, and, and it's hard to see, what do you need? You need light. If it's dark, you need light. Well, you don't, you don't go out at night in your car and not turn on your headlights. That would be foolish. <laughs> you would probably see the Lord quickly. 
Man, I'm telling you what, it's a scary thing. Uh, I, first of all, full disclaimer, do not try this. But every once in a while, if it's in, in a parking lot or some place that's really dark, for just a moment in my life, every once in a while, you, you're, you're, if you're going very, very slow or even parked, okay, I'm, I'm trying to, if you flip out your lights for a second, especially if you're moving at all in the, in the vehicle and you cannot see and it's pitch black and you flip out your lights even for just a half second, that half second is like terrifying. And very quickly, man, you flip those lights back on. Why? Because, well, I mean, you want to live. Okay, that'd probably be very smart. I do not recommend, do not do this. Teenagers, do not do this. Okay, but nonetheless, the, the point here, <laughs> the point here is that without light, it's frightening. We have to trust in the Lord. The Lord says, if you trust in me, I will give you light. Let that sink into your spirit. Sometimes it's like a trust fall. You have to have faith. Faith in the one who will catch you. Yeshua will catch you, Hebrews chapter 11. The Lord will catch you. Yeshua will catch you. If you fall, he will catch you, beloved. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For the one who comes to God must believe that he exists, and he's a rewarder of those who seek him. See, so you're only going to trust falling if you have faith that Yeshua will catch you, right? Have faith. Sometimes you have to get out of the boat and walk on the water a little bit. I remember my dad, Rabbi, used to give him, speak about that periodically. Sometimes you got to get out of the boat, walk on the water a little bit. Whew, man, it's hard to walk on that water. You know, it, that takes a lot of faith, a lot of trust. But when you're falling in that trust fall, your eyes closed, you can't see. You can't see what's behind you or for that matter, in front of you. Who's going to catch you? Who's going to catch you? You got to really trust. You got to have faith. And the one who will catch you, Yeshua is going to catch you. He tells us that this explicitly. Finally, let's conclude with Isaiah back 31. Isaiah 31. Let's conclude with this. Finally, if, and, and this all relates to that that we're doing this, this week here. Because as we're celebrating Israel's birthday this week on Yom HaAtzma'ut, I can't help recalling what God says about his children Israel. This is so interesting and relates so much to everything we've been talking about and thinking about it relative to our people and our, our nation of, of Israel, of Israel. Isaiah 31, verse 1, and then I'm going to skip, to, skip down. Verse 1 says this, Oi, the, those going down to Egypt for help. Again with this Egypt thing, right? They are relying on horses, trusting in chariots, since they are many, and in horsemen, since they are very mighty. But do not look to the Holy One of Israel, nor seek Adonai. Oh boy, there's our, our people again trusting in the wrong thing. This sounds all too much like us. Yet in spite of this, my friends, God wants to help us. Listen to what God says in verse 4. Let's skip down to verse 4. Listen to what God says. Mm, in spite of this, it's amazing to me. For thus says Adonai to me. Wow, hear the heart of God, beloved. As a lion or a young lion growls over its prey, though a company of shepherds is called out against him, their voice does not disturb him, nor does their noise upset him. So Adonai Tsevaot, the Lord of hosts, will come down to fight on Mount Zion on its hill. Like hovering birds, so Adonai Tsevaot will protect Jerusalem. By protecting, he will deliver. By passing over, he will save. 
Oh, my goodness, friends. God loves Israel. God loves Jerusalem. You don't mess with his, his chosen land and his chosen city and people. There's a reason why God reestablished the nation of Israel with enemies surrounding it. Even in 1948, my friends, if you study the history of it, Israel could not rely on itself. And it could not even trust in America. Study the 1948 War of Independence. America was not lending much of a hand. Israel had to rely on God. Israel had to trust in the Lord. And if you study it time after time after time, right, in Israel's history, God miraculously saved her. They could trust God would catch them. At the end of the day, so should we. Because our friends, our friends will sometimes fail us. Your rabbi will sometimes fail you. Our family will sometimes fail us. We will even sometimes fail ourselves. But God will never fail us. So above all others, we must put our trust in Him. The title of my message is Trust Fall. Don't worry, He'll catch you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to ask if there's anybody here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart. If that's you and you've never given your life to God, I want to give you the opportunity to do so today. If that's you and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, but you'd like to raise your hand, we'll have a simple prayer together if you've never given your life to God, but you want to. Is there anyone here today? And if you're watching online or listening on the podcast, just say this prayer after me, and the Lord will change you as you put your trust in Him. Abba, Father, I humbly come before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe He's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Forgive me of my sins. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, God, in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email. We want to celebrate your decision with you to follow the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and his Messiah, Yeshua. And for all the rest of us who are here, friends, maybe you've been discouraged at times. Maybe, maybe you haven't known which way to turn because you've been relying too much on yourself or relying too much on even others, looking to others for your help. Mm. Be encouraged, brothers and sisters. You can trust God. Even when you fall, He will catch you. Even when you fall, He will catch you. And even when you fall, He will catch you. Lord, in the name of Yeshua, I pray for each person who is either here or watching or listening, Lord. I pray, God, that we will turn to you first, that we will trust in you first, that we will seek your face first, God. Not ourselves, Lord, but you. That we will trust you, O oh Lord.
that we will turn to you knowing that you've got our back, Lord, knowing that you will catch us. That should be encouraging to us, Lord, because just like the nation of Israel, you've got us. You've got us. Thank you, Lord, for this. We love you with all of our hearts. And we ask these things in the name of our Messiah, Yeshua. We pray, amen and amen. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.